Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville. Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast, your podcast of the weird. This is one of my favorite times of the year. We just had Christmas, which is a wonderful, wonderful time in our existence that we can share with one another. We can be in one another's presence. We can feel the love and we can recap this weird year that we've had. With me, as always, is my co-pilot. Mr. Adam Beebe, the professor. How are you, sir? I am well. Thank you very much, and happy holidays to you, Smiling Sensei Barry Johnston. It's been uh, it's been a, a, a great uh, time. Christmas was wonderful. How was your As, Christmas, man? It was great, man. It's always fun to see the family and hang out and, uh, you know, uh, feast and uh, open, you know, presents and, and see the reaction in everyone's eyes of, you know, how, oh, how thoughtful a gift or, you know, or, you know, the occasional, what is this? But, you know, hey, it's all fun. Uh, it's it's our favorite uh, holiday, and uh, you know uh, we love both of us are big fans of the winter time this 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 season. So so yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's great, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. wild that we're so that twenty twenty three man. It's 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 almost here at an end. Oh my lord! Uh, it's just man. It rock the last couple of months just rocketed by. Yeah, really, for real, man. It it keeps going by faster and faster. That's right. And uh, thank God it was another weird year. I mean, oh man, was this, it? This year was a weird year, and uh, yes, yes. This not, is and not necessarily a terrible weird year. So no, no, no. Been. Thank God. Uh, full of interesting weird stories. Yeah, for sure. And this is one of my favorite shows that we do uh, mm-hmm. because we're recapping the weird year in news. That's right. We are we 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 uh, through the year we kind of keep our uh, our peepers open for uh, weird news stories that come about, and we'll tag them and we'll save them and we'll remember them, and uh, we culminate them and curate them to uh, bring ear to you. And uh, you know sometimes uh, we even forget about them. That's why we save them. Uh, and. Uh, you know, we learn new things while we're sharing the stories with you. Um, so it's been a delightful year. There's been some really interesting things that happened in, you know, in space, here on Earth, uh, in nature, 
and all over the place. So let's get to hearing some of the stories. And uh, who wants to start? Do you want to start there? I, I would like to, just because I've got something that I would really like to get out there first. And that's uh, right. my favorite topic is uh, the UAP situation. There you go. I kind of figured that was what it was, because that was, is a big year for uh, oh, UFO UAP news. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. So this one, uh, I'm going to, we're going to start with uh, this uh, article, uh, and then I'd like to bleed it into uh, some more current things that are happening. But this is from uh, WTOPnews.com, uh, and this was from July, and this was about the House Oversight Committee set to hold UFO hearings. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the article says that the House Oversight Committee will hold an unusual hearing Wednesday on what's being called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, better known as UFOs. Several witnesses, including a formal, former Navy commanding officer, are expected to testify about what they have seen in the skies. The number of so-called close encounters have risen dramatically in the recent years, with 366 reports of unidentified aerial phenomenon since March of 2021. Mm. Videos from across the globe appear to show strange objects flying through the air like a triangle hovering over California military base or an unidentified object zipping across the sky in the Middle East. Retired Navy commander David Favor previously described another incident near San Diego on 60 Minutes, which is the he's the gentleman that the Tic Tac uh, uh, tapes. He he was involved in that. He was one yeah, of the pilots. The, yeah, yeah, he's one of the pilots that you hear talking and describing it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. During a 2004 training exercise, Favor and another pilot were diverted to check out an anomalous object. Both said that they found an area of roiling whitewater the size of a Boeing 737, and then they saw something strange above the water. We sat with this little white tic-tac-looking object, and it's just kind of moving over the white water. Favor went down for a closer look, which he said was about the size of an FA-18F, but with no markings, no wings, no exhaust plumes. It goes boop and just turns abruptly, and it starts mirroring me. So I'm coming down. It starts coming up, he said. Favor, or Fravor, sorry, uh, tried to cut off the object, but... It accelerated away so fast that it seemed to disappear, he said. Seconds later, the USS Princeton, the ship that had detected the phenomenon in the first place, re- uh, reacquired the UAP on its ra- radar approximately 60 miles away. Uh, ten- Tennessee Republican Tim Burchett believes that the Pentagon is withholding evidence of the possible extraterrestrial encounters. I think there's a lot of questions that the American public needs to know. I want transparency. Just release all the files that they have on it, quit with the redacted stuff, and let's get it out there. Mm -hmm. Former intelligence officer David Grush will tell Congress during the hearing that he was denied access to information on the secret government UFO crash retrieval program. The Pentagon disputed that claim. Uh, Astronomer uh, Seth Shostak uh, said that the Pentagon would have a little incentive to cover it up, UFO and enc- cover up the UFO encounters. Why would they? Why would they do that? 
and almost invariably the response is, well, the public can't handle the news. That's totally bonkers. But the New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand said more transparency is critical as the increasing number of objects in the sky could be a threat to military aircraft. These pilots, they see it as urgent for national security reasons to have domain awareness. They could crash into other objects. Okay, so we now know that, that when, when, when these hearings were held, Grush said some pretty wild things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says that we have uh, retrieved bodies and we have retrieved aircraft all over the world. And uh, here this last week, um, and I'm, I'm speaking about this like, you know, having known all of this and we've, we've been hearing about all this stuff, um, I'm still a little bit like trying to figure out what he, what he means by all this. But he says that... Um, he says that he thinks that the government has, and he said this recently, that people that have tried to come forward that have information have been killed. And um, he's, he's nervous about it. And he says that he's had his own experiences with whoever these people are that want to keep this stuff quiet. And recently, Chuck Schumer came forward and said that he was not happy with the... Uh, the lack of transparency that they are getting because remember they were supposed to release all this stuff and they haven't done it yet. Uh, for whatever reason, they keep holding on to this information and, um, it's, 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 I've heard a lot of different stories and I'm, I'm scouring through some of the comment sections on some of these videos and articles and stuff that I'm reading and looking at. And, Part of the reason he says, he says that this stuff is like very weird. And uh, this is coming from uh, David Grush. He thinks that the true reality of it is such that people won't be able to wrap their head around it. It, it, it. It's too much for the public to know. And so I'm reading some of the comment sections, and it, and some people that are coming up with their own sort of ideas of what that means is like kind of weird and kind of scary. Some of them ranging, mm-hmm. some of them ranging from like the Earth is a feeder planet for aliens, and like just this wild stuff that's like terrifying. Um, so. What does that mean? Everyone's kind of up in up in arms right now. Like, what what is this guy trying to say? Uh, some people try to discredit him, and um, you know, you don't know if, if there's truth in that or whatever. But what would handle this and, and like give us some clarity would be transparency. And so Chuck Schumer is trying to is trying to put his foot down and saying that we need transparency. We need to know what's happening. We need to know what's going on. I think the weird thing is, is that if these guys can't get it done, I don't know what else we're supposed to do uh, because they're, they're trying to go through the correct avenues to get the stuff released. So I don't know, man, more questions than answers. I think at this point, 
Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we had hopes going into it whenever they were, you know, announced that they were going to be having these congressional hearings. Uh, but I think we both realized that we're what information that we would be given um, would be limited. And, you know, uh, it, it's just uh, it, but it, it's amazing for the fact that there was a big congressional hearing. It lasted for a while. Um, it stated a lot of things, a lot of, you know, reaffirmed things where there are things out there that are on this planet that are acting, you know, contrary to our physics and the way we know how vehicles and things operate that we do not know their origin. You know, it's right. not ours. Uh, as far as we know, it's not anybody else's. So, you know, that's the thing. And so, you know, I mean, that's, that again, that's been a th recent um, kind of thing for the past few years where the recent statement where they're like, it's not ours, it's not ours, we don't know whose it is. Right. Um, but that's a big statement because that's at least acknowledging the uh, the existence of these, uh, these UAPs, UFOs. Right. I've so. always, and we've always said, or at least I have, that, like, just because there's UAPs out there doesn't mean that there's, like, physical bodies, you know what I mean? But this idea that we have bodies, that's interesting. And another aspect, you know, of, of what people are saying is is that um, maybe maybe this life force comes from a different set of rules and a different set of ideals, uh, which maybe would cause people with deep religious um, beliefs to uh, have some questions. And I, I, I don't know how that everyone has to deal with that in their own way. Um, I don't know that the, the things that I believe to be true in this life would be a question because I have a pretty broad definition of uh, spirituality Um it, but again, it is such an interesting topic that um, is is as far as human and humanity uh, and our existence um, is concerned. I think it 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 um, forces you to look at these things in a, a more broad um, aspect. And, and one of the things that we had talked about before. Dr. Greer held that um, mm -hmm. seminar, and yeah, he had, which was you know again yeah. that's another big thing that happened this year. Wow! Just shortly before, yeah, uh, the uh, the the House Senate Committee. Mind blowing, yeah, mind dude. blowing stuff. Huge. I mean, stuff that he's talking about, and he's got all of these uh, folks on his uh, board there that stand up and they're talking about their experiences. A lot of these guys were contractors for the government. And talking about the things that they had seen, the aircraft that they had come into uh, into contact with, and it's just like it's fascinating. And one of those stories supposedly took place in Lawton, Oklahoma, which is just mm -hmm. south of me uh, mm -hmm. here. Um, and they say that they retrieved two bodies from yeah. this crash site. Uh, it's just like wow. It's it's it 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 blows out. I mean, any conceivable thing that I had in my mind of what I thought was going to actually be talked about, just it blew it out of the water, and I was just like, yeah. "Whoa!" Now we're getting into the yep. into the real stuff, and it's just it's it's amazing. So, uh, one of the top stories of, of my year for sure, man. 
Yeah, and of course, uh, the uh, Mexico also had a uh, equal, you know, their Congress or whatever, they had an equal kind of hearing about um, incidents that happened there in Mexico. Right. Um, as where, and then there's tons of, you know, you can go tons of video footage, tons of sightings that happened in Mexico. Mexico's spot. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, they kind of had the same thing. But one of the big things that come out of the Mexico meeting was the uh, Peruvian mummies. Right. Uh, remember right. those that yep. they came on? You may have saw those on the news. Yep. And these little mummified figures that looked very, you know, kind of E.T.-esque. You know, they yep. had long necks, thin bodies, big heads. And it wasn't the first time that those had been pulled out and put on display. Um, those have been around for decades, really. Right. And um, it was just this is, you know, the first time that they had been pulled out of, you know, and in front of a, you know, a governmental body. Right. Um, of course, there was some controversy because uh, the, you know, how the owner was not supposed to have these things if they were indeed uh, artifacts from Peru, you know, and uh, it turns out that, you know, basically they examine them and they're, they're real, but they might not be extraterrestrial is basically right. kind of what they said. Right. There. It seems to like be modified with you know, so who knows exactly what they are, um, but they were, you know, uh, gotten illegally in, in all likelihood and uh, should be returned to Peru as part of the Peruvian heritage, um, you know, for whatever purpose they serve. And we know that, you know, they made the mummified people in Peru. They had their own way of mummifying. A mummification there, just like the Egyptians, who are most notably known for their mummification. Other cultures had mummification too, um, but we know, you know, like Egyptians also mummified cats and, you know, other, you know, things. Right. So not just um, people. So you know, maybe this is some kind of a a fetish, you know, and, uh, not in the, not in the kink kind of fetish, but some kind of a mystical fetish, some kind of a, uh, a, a construct of, uh, you know, animal, different animal parts and people parts and stuff for the gods, who knows exactly. But, right. uh, but that was a big and interesting thing that came out of all of that. Yeah. That, one, uh, one, that became a lot of public not notice, notoriety of these, right. these things. Well, an interesting uh, thing about that, that we're talking about this, it just comes to mind is that like, you know, the Egyptians and I, th I think the Peruvians or, you know, one of the peoples from, from down in the uh, Central America or South America, um, you know, they used to bind the heads of like mm -hmm. babies and, you know, the skulls, they tried to shape the skulls into this elongated form. Um, yep. and, and it's interesting because uh, it, 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 some people say that they were trying to form themselves in the form of these godlike creatures that had right. shown them how to cultivate. And, yeah. you know, you got all those, what are the, you know, the, the, the those big, big uh, markings on the ground that uh, that they had. Yeah, the, the, the Nazca lines. Right. Yeah. That that was like inspired by these beings and, and like, it's just fascinating. I don't know, yeah. but, but, but it's, uh, it just, it's, uh, it's definitely, it raises more questions and. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It gets in that, it gets into that 
ancient aliens arena, which right. is both interesting, but you know, it's thought provoking. Uh, but it's also there's a lot of bad history in that, right? Um, a lot of speculation um, on things we already know. You know, I again, I still say that you know, people made the pyramids. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. could they have been inspired by or or even given the blueprints from uh, you know extraterrestrials? Sure, but people made those, man. Right. Um, yeah, you know, I agree with that's that. All, yep. They had so many slaves, so many conquered nations that they made slaves. So it, it's it's totally feasible that that's probably that is what happened. But um, uh, but I digress. Yeah, there's so you know that's just again it goes into the. Uh, that category of contemporary uh, happenings that how, you know, how it's wed to history, how these things, you know, history is always there's, you know, you got to learn history and you got to learn from history uh, so that you know how to uh, survive because, yeah. you know, the adage. Absolutely. You know. so. Cool. Well, hey, I've got uh, this is from the uh, the world of chess. Barry. All right. Uh, this was a weird story from the world chess. Now it started last year. Um, there was a big champion uh, match between um, this uh, chess prodigy named Hans uh, Nyman and uh, is he um, he was up against a guy named. Let me see. If I can find and uh, say his name, um, uh, yeah, Magnus Carlson, um, and um, they were they played a game, and then there came a lawsuit uh, because Carlson accused Nyman, who's a teenager, just a young prodigy, um, of cheating, and he claimed that. Uh, uh, that he was using vibrating anal beads to get <laughs> communication from somebody so that he knew what to do <laughs> so that he could cheat. <laughs> so anyway. Wow. Yeah, th- this um, this rocked the... Uh, uh, the well, that theory came from um, chess commenter Eric Hansen, and uh, um, it was apparently even picked up... Uh, by Elon Musk, who retweeted it, and uh, you know, of course, then he uh, re-xed it. I don't know what they call it now, um, but uh, then he deleted it. But uh, you know, this kid even appeared on Piers Morgan to deny um, that he had uh, the <laughs> vibrating beats. <laughs> so now this guy, he was nineteen, now he's twenty, and um, he sued to. Uh, you know, he sued them. He, you know, brought up a lawsuit and uh, against you know the chess dot com or whoever it was the that he was playing for. You know that tournament was for, and against his com- uh, competitor, and uh, they ended up settling out of court. But still, you know, he denies uh, the uh, the vibrating anal beads, and of course, there's no way of knowing for sure. Uh, <laughs> you know now whether he had those or not um and you know i mean honestly it sounds like the the commenter that came up with that uh idea uh is he shot himself in the foot because you know um that can be uh you know 
taken as some, you know, I mean, I'm sure some people would take that as an insult that, you know, um, not only that he cheated, but he cheated using anal beads. So <laughs> I mean, it's, that's uh, pretty sophisticated way of cheating. Yeah, dude. Say. Hey, man, you know, um, <laughs> people are smart in how they do stuff. So, you know, that's if you're going to cheat uh, or don't, don't cheat. Don't. Yeah, I shouldn't say if you're going to cheat, you know. Don't cheat. Just don't cheat. Just, you know, if you're one of the top chess players in the world um, and you and you like anal beads, just, you know, leave them at home or, you know, <laughs> or leave them in and just, you know, don't turn them on during, you know, right. I mean, so that you can get accused of any kind of sex toy. Don't turn it on during your, your world championship matches. Just so you can make sure you're not being accused of cheating because you're getting certain impulses for uh, certain uh, moves or whatever. I don't even know Absolutely. how you set that up, but you know, I mean, hey, that would be pretty. That would, yeah, the, kids, right. <laughs> I'm trying to think. That would be like a a really like advanced form of like uh, uh, like Braille. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Or Morse code. More, more like Morse, Morse code. code. You know. <laughs> Dot, dot, dash, and, you know, this vibration says, I just, I mean, I'm trying to put my mind to it, but I don't want to spend That's hilarious. That's I'm there as well. Well, it's, hey, it's entertaining, if anything. It sure is. It sure is. Well, from the, uh, out of the world of, of anal beads and chess, uh, we're going to move on to something a little bit different. And, uh, this comes from, uh, the Wildlife Society at wildlife.com. This is, uh... A radioactive wild boar mystery solved in Germany. Mm. Researchers have been stumped for years about why wild boars maintain high levels of radioactivity when other animal levels have been dropping decades after the Chernobyl uh, nuclear explosion in 1986. Researchers analyzed the cesium-137 found in wild boars and found that a large portion of radioactive material in some boar meat originated from earlier nuclear uh, weapons testing in in the 1960s, rather than the Chernobyl explosion. They found that from 50 samples of boar meat, 88% were above the regular threshold for consumption in Germany. While While radioactivity from Chernobyl was still present in the, some samples, the cesium from the bomb testing would have put some of the meat above the threshold even without the Chernobyl disaster. The boar have higher levels than other wildlife due to their penchant for digging up truffles buried in the soil, still rich mm-hmm. in radioactivity from old testing. I think what's scary is there is a, an, an allotted amount of radioactivity that's allowed that's uh pretty scary yeah and and, uh and interesting well yeah the main thing there is that you know you've got these boars um that are you know this is you know this this goes back to 1986 and the meltdown at chernobyl and how it affected the land around there and you know hundreds or you know hundreds and hundreds of miles away you're still having these boars in germany who are still radioactive and they're you know still it's still a result of you know part of it is from chernobyl but you know there's the other part that you know they're, they're just kind of figuring out now um but a lot of uh, most of the other kinds of animals that were affected, the wildlife, 
there are their levels of their radiation in their bodies naturally or well not naturally but you know uh, that it's going down but these bores are you know still radioactive and yeah. you know what we're going to get is that they if it doesn't go down um is we're going to get eventually we're going to have um teenage german uh radioactive radioactive teenage german boar ninjas uh, <laughs> ninja boars you know i mean something yeah. like that you know or radioactive or, bacon yes yeah you know and <laughs> it's self cooking um yeah you don't want that and that's just bad because there are people who still you know eat the boar uh for their meat yeah. and it's germany so you know they don't have you can't have the ak47s uh that to hunt and to kill when you got 47 or 74 right. boar going through your yard at this at one time yeah uh you know, hundreds of them uh, going through, you know, so, so yeah, um, just, but still, that would be a bad idea, just shooting up, a, machine gunning down a bunch of radioactive yeah. uh, wild pig. Um, yeah, you know, makes, just, it, that's a bad idea. It makes too. you wonder about the, the, uh, the Japanese uh, nuclear. Uh, oh, Fukushima? Oh, dude, that, you know, and yeah, all the fish it, and stuff, yep, you know what yep. I mean? Like, and the fish, you know, obviously they, you know, they, they get away from uh, where they were infected and then move throughout the sea. So uh, I know a lot of people in, in California uh, were freaking out about that. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I do, know. too. Oh, dude. And I love yeah. fish, so that's a problem. Yep. yep. Uh, uh, well, that you know, hey, that, uh, that Fukushima brings me to our next story from April uh, of uh, 2023. Um uh, April 2023, April 1st, to be exact, a, a giant creature, giant lizard creature attacks Tokyo Bay, uh, setting fires of, with its atomic breath and destroying most of the city. Um, that sounds familiar. That's yeah, that was that's a that's a, a very, very late April Fool's joke. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Godzilla is always close to my heart, and absolutely. Uh, uh, if you haven't been watching the, uh, you know the the, the, the you know I, when the, the recent Godzilla movies, the American ones, yeah, which was also made with Toho, but uh, the computer generated Godzilla. I wasn't a big fan at first because it didn't look right to me. Um, but uh, you know I've been watching, catching up on the, I've been watching them all, and then there's that new um, Monarch series, which is really good, really surprisingly really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so anyway, that's uh, um, an aside. You should check those out if you're Godzilla fans like me. But Godzilla did not actually, uh, nor any of the other kaiju monsters did uh, uh, attack Japan this year, sadly <laughs> or, or fortunately, however, <laughs> fortunately, fortunate, fortunately, fortunate, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. Here's one. Here's a story out of Colorado, and this is from NPR. Uh, Colorado funeral homeowners arrested oh. following the discovery of 190 decaying bodies. Jeez. Th what a headline. The owners of a Colorado funeral home were arrested Wednesday after nearly 200 decaying corpses were found improperly stored at their facility. Could you imagine? Oh, my Lord. John and Carrie Halford, the owners of the Return to Nature funeral home, were arrested on four felony charges, including abuse of a corpse, 
theft, money laundering, and forgery, according to the statement from the District Attorney of Colorado's 4th Judicial District. The pair were taken into custody without incident. In Wagner, Oklahoma, both are being held on bonds set to $2 million. And I guess they tried to hide out here or something. Oh, wow. The probable cause affidavit has been sealed, but District Attorney Michael Allen said that he would not contest the uh, uh, releasing it to the public at a later date. I want to warn you, the information contained in the affidavit is absolutely shocking, he told reporters at the press conference on Wednesday. Prosecutors may bring additional charges to the case as the investigation progresses. Police first searched the funeral home located roughly 30 miles south of Colorado Springs in the town of Penrose on October 3rd after receiving a report of an abnormal smell. Good Lord. What they found inside was horrific, according to the Fremont County Sheriff, Alan Cooper, who declined to go into further detail. According to the website, Return to Nature offers green and natural burial services, which allows bodies to decompose underground without the use of metal casks or chemicals. Good Lord. The practice is legal in the state of Colorado, but the law requires bodies that are not embalmed to be refrigerated for 24 hours after death. Fremont County Coroner, Randy Keller declined last month to say whether the remains discovered to return to nature were intended for natural burial, but he did note that they were improperly stored. Some relatives of those whose remains were sent to the funeral home cremation for cremation told the Associated Press that they believed they were given fake ashes composed of dry concrete good god jeez that is messed up man the ap also reported that the halfords were sued by the the uh, crematory that stopped doing business with them but they issued they did not appear to immediately attract inspectors in a state with notoriously lax funeral home regulations even after the company's registration uh, expired in November, the investigators originally estimated 2,500 square foot building containing 115 bodies. But after transporting all the remains to the El Paso County Coroner's Office, they raised that number to 189, then 190. The process of identifying the victims is ongoing, Keller said on Wednesday. In total, 110 individuals have been identified using fingerprints, dental records, or medical hardware. 25 bodies have been released back to their families. What a horrible story. And I feel so sorry for those families. I mean, that is about as bad as it can be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unconscionable. You know, I mean, we, We approach death. I mean, you know, we as we've discussed on this on the on the podcast about how we handle death and all of that. It's it's just the last thing that you want to hear is that the body of a loved one is not being handled respectfully or appropriately, uh, even if it's supposed to be, you know, 
put in the ground and just let to you know turn into soil you know as you know as nature intended without without a coffin without you know uh, anything like that embalming but still you know just 190 bodies Ugh. and you think that you have your loved one uh, that's you know supposedly been cremated and you don't know what you yeah. got I mean yeah. that, that is yeah. I don't know what you do with that yeah dude and just think of it like if there's 190 bodies that they found how many that were disposed of in- incorrectly are they out there and where are right. they and all of that stuff so that's oh, just oh man you know and again you you expect funeral home director people you know to be very i mean that's a very sensitive very delicate um kind of a career of a job you right know, to have that you have to be and a certain type of person has to find that you know in them to be able to deal because you got to deal with families you got to deal with bodies you got to deal with uh laws and everything and um you know it's usually it's some kind of usually it's a family kind of deal you know yeah um very often but uh you know still it's just that's just it's a it's a tragedy just heaped upon you know more tragedy of someone passing it's just yes Oh boy. Speaking of that, did you hear about that story um about the uh, the uh, Harvard morgue uh mm. theft the body the uh the, the stolen body parts? Yes, yeah, yeah. That's another wild story that came up this year and Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah, they have they found a guy um who had like I guess they were the authorities were tipped off to this guy that had like supposedly like a bunch of body parts uh that he had like displayed in his home and uh the fbi raided him and found like full skeletons of people like uh skulls of humans um all these organs and stuff that were in jars and and they were running uh some sort of ring out of harvard where they would people would donate their bodies to science uh, to harvard and they were they were piecing them out to people um that was a wild story man yeah dude very very bizarre uh but just again you know that kind of um taboo business practices you know i mean there are people who want body parts for legitimate scientific reasons and research and stuff but then there are people who want them just for the curiosity of it um yeah. hopefully not for eating them purposes but even just just having them as a collectible is just very bizarre it is bizarre it's very kind of counterintuitive for uh, you know, uh, uh, most of humanity, you know, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, shit on somebody for having fascination with body parts and stuff like that. Just as long as it's all ethically sourced, you know, however that's done, I don't know, but, um, I'm sure there's rules. I'm sure there's practices where that can be, where that's, that's what it is. But, you know, it's like it's still when you come when it comes to like stealing and body part theft and and body theft, it's just, you know, that's yeah. just g- literally ghoulish. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just, like you know, straight out of a movie. Yeah, for real. You know, for real.
get this. We call it What's Your Weird Story, right? But we don't limit it to weird stories. It's true. Sometimes we have crazy travel and epic adventure stories. Sometimes we do book reports and other special episodes. Sometimes we'll cover some weird news. Sometimes I'll see one of my oldest, dearest friends just dancing around and punching the air for five minutes before we sit down and record an episode. But hey, it's all good because it's fun to talk to people, to make new friends, to get in touch and reacquainted with old friends and hear amazing stories. All right. Well, hey, I've got a uh, here's another uh, one for us. This is from uh, WTOP.com. And it's uh, the news is. Satan Club plans to meet after classes at Tennessee Elementary School. All right. So Memphis, Tennessee, uh, and after school, Satan Club plans to begin offering activities to children at a Tennessee elementary school following the Christmas break. The Satanic Temple plans to host uh, the club at Chimney Rock uh, elementary school in Cordova, uh, New- Tennessee news outlets report. It will begin meeting on January 10th in the school's library and run through the spring semester, according to the announcement and Tuesday's post on social media. A flyer about the club says that the Satanic Temple is a non-theist religion that views Satan quote, as a literary figure who represents a metaphorical construct of rejecting tyranny and championing the human mind and spirit, end quote. It does not attempt to convert children. It says it's not an attempt to convert children to any religious ideology, but offers activities to, quote, emphasize the scientific, rationalistic, non-superstitious worldview, end quote. The district would rent out a space to the organization per its policy. Quote, as a public school district, we're committed to upholding the principles of the First Amendment, uh, which guarantees equal access to all nonprofit organizations seeking to use our facilities after school hours. End quote. Uh, This means that we cannot approve or deny an organization's request based solely on its viewpoints or beliefs. So, there you have it. Uh, Tennessee uh, (laughs) Tennessee was elementary and middle school, uh, Satan Club. Um, but again, it, this is the this is not the Church of Satan, where it's the uh, you know where they uh, worship a dark demonic master of you know this is the the branch of the of, of the Satanic Church this of where they um, where Satan is just a uh, a figurehead. It's kind of like. Um, you know, like McDonald's, they don't worship Ronald McDonald. He's just their figurehead. He's their right, character. Right. right. Uh, it's you know for advertisement. Yeah, right. But they, but you know, but the the Satanist, you know, the these this kind of Satanist, which I know some people may not be aware, 
uh, that there are different types of Satanists, but these are the type these are the types of Satanists you'd want to have as neighbors. They'd be good neighbors right. because they are all about you know rationality, science, and um, you know uh, non superstitious behavior. So, you know, they're not trying to be, uh, you know, they're not theists, there's meaning that they don't worship any kind of a god, any kind of a deity, um, but they're very much humanist, but they're not secular humanists. They're, 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 they, they embrace the, uh, the idea of Satan as a challenge to uh, authority right. and as yeah, a yeah, yeah. debunker of right. tyranny and all that. And that's how they see a lot of organized religions more shock more shock value than anything it's interesting because it's like even the satanists can't uh get on the same page (laughs) kind of it reminds me of how i grew up in the church you know oh yeah uh, yeah you know just because you're christian doesn't mean that uh you don't have your little sex of people that think they're better than than the others so yeah absolutely uh, very interesting i remember uh the guys from alkaline trio uh became members of the church of satan and uh really just because why not and you get a membership card which is all they wanted you get the membership card it says you're a member of the church of satan um but yeah i mean i'm pretty neutral on this you know like unless they're doing something outright scandalous and you know you got to let people exercise their rights and so um interesting i've been watching i started watching that documentary on um I'm trying to think of the name of it, um, but it's about the the group. It's 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 called like uh, it's the something. Um, it's it's cult or uh, um, commune. It's about the group that was set up in Tennessee, uh, a bunch of hippies that went out there and started a commune, and then uh, to get more attention, they went out on like TikTok and they started putting these like snippets out and inviting people to come out to their commune and uh, things started to get weird with people and the documentary uh, follows them after all of this controversy that they've had because people started calling them a cult and the whole time they're saying, well, we're not a cult. We're just a commune. We're like-minded people that want to live away from society, build our own, you know, whatever we think is the perfect life, Mm -hmm. which is basically they're just kind of living off the land um, you know, so I think that these types of ideas, uh, you know, Hey, as long as you're not doing anything that's harmful to people and, and keeping people away from their families, do what thou wiltst. Which of course is the, one of the main you know, uh, proponents of the, uh, satanic yes. church, do what thou wiltst, you know? Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, we, we might be catching flack some, from some people who uh, are, you know, listening to this and being, how can you, you know, uh, you know be okay with anything satanic? And, uh, you know, again, this is, it's because this particular group of, you know, Satanists, they're not evil. Right. They're just contrary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They're, they're contrarians, yeah. you know, right. that's, it's all that it, there is to it. Um you know, at, at the worst, you know, some of them are assholes. But, hey, you can go into any church of any religion and find assholes. Absolutely. Um, right. You know, Absolutely. So, so, you know, that's that's our thing about it. We, we, we're we not, you know, 
believe what you want to believe, live how you want to live. Um, we're, we're, that's one of the things that we both, and I believe I'm speaking for both of us here e- equally, that we've come to, to uh, living life uh, as we have our lives and what we've experienced. And it's basically, you know, you know, live your life as you want to and, and, you do know, no harm. do what you want, right. do no harm and don't be a dick. And that's the main thing. You right. Know? Try to love everybody, but we, it's hard to do that, but just don't be a dick. Yep. Yep. You know? Absolutely. So. Okay, we're going to get back into uh, some some of the weird uh, science and uh, space exploration type stuff. Uh, I've got an article from Vice. This was from January of this year. And it says, we exist inside a giant space bubble, and scientists have finally mapped it out. Wow. Scientists unveiled the first 3D map of a magnetic field over a super bubble, a structure made by exploding stars that contains the solar system. You may not realize it in your day-to-day life, but we are all enveloped by a super giant that was blown into space by the explosive deaths of a dozen odd stars. Known as the local bubble, this structure extends for 1,000 light years around the solar system. And is one of the countless similar bubbles in our galaxy that are produced by the fallout of supernovas. The cosmic super bubbles are re- have remained fairly mysterious for decades, but recent astro- astronomical advances have finally exposed key details about their evolution and structure. Just within the past few years, researchers have mapped the geometry of the local bubble in three dimensions and demonstrated that its surface is active site of star birth because it captured gas and dust as it expands into space. Dude, that is... That's a lot of words for some heavy stuff. Yeah, man. yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, we ex- <laughs> we literally do exist in a bubble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, maybe yeah. larger than what we thought. It's kind of uh, yeah. Well, even, yeah. Even thinking about it as uh, our existence is in a bubble. I mean, like to me, that makes a lot of sense because if we have the Big Bang, everything is going out from the center at the same speed. Right. Then it can all. Then it has to be a bubble. It has to be a sphere. Yeah. Um, and and everything and the sphere is the perfect shape because there's no edges. It's just round, and everything wants to be like that. And gravity pulls things to together to be a sphere, you know. So it just makes sense that you know that we're in a bubble and that we're in a sphere and that. But it's just hard to contemplate, you know, because the the and and the main issue I think that everybody has is well, what's beyond the edge of the universe, right? You know, yeah. Because it can't be, and it's nothing, but it can't be nothing. It has to be something. Yeah. And, you know, this is where you get to the, uh, you where you run into uh, the weird dance between uh, philosophy and science about what be, what is beyond. Yeah. And, you know, we just simply do. I was going to say it. It's and very, I, don't, I don't know if we can understand it's it. It's very yin and yang. It's like uh, there are properties and laws of physics that we understand, but then there's a lot that we don't understand. 
I got into this thing a while back where I was look. I was like, I'd look up different maps of the universe, you know, and like have some really. It's wild. It's it's uh, it really when you start looking at it and uh, trying to piece it together and like you know look at our um, our location as as a as as it as we sit amongst all of the other galaxies and things. It's mind blowing, and I think we're gonna. I've, I think in the coming twenty years or so. We're going to learn a lot more about how we came to this point. You know, there's 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 talk about you know the eleven dimensions and all this kind of stuff. Where like um, you know uh, uh, string theory and things about how universes are born, and, or mm-hmm. you know how how these things happen. And it's um, I, I'll go back to the UFO thing. It it the reality of it is much more interesting than I could have because you don't know what you don't know. And then when you find out more of these things, you're like, wow, okay. Like if this is possible, then anything is possible. Um, You know, why, why, why not? Why can't we, why, why couldn't there be uh, a constant um, flow of energy that is passing through itself? Like, you know, the idea of like universes passing through and some of them are made of matter and some of them aren't made of matter, but they're constantly coming into contact with one another. And then when, when universes of, of matter collide, they birth new universes. Like why not? Why isn't that? You know what I mean? It's just, it reconfirms to me that our world is just weird, man. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it, it's not just our world, man. It's our entire universe. Yeah. It's our entire plane of existence, and we don't understand so much of it. <laughs> yeah. But it helps to um, – it, it's great thought exercise. It's, it, Absolutely. And a great way to um, – I think for me it helps put my life into perspective a little bit more when I'm when – I'm, when I when I see articles like that, or I'm I'm watching something that somebody brings up a topic, and they bring up a thing that I haven't thought about, it's just like it, it reconfirms that I really know nothing. Yeah, and uh, there you have it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Well, hey, let's let's put a bow on it for the end of the year, leaving you with those deep deep thoughts that Barry has provided. And uh, as we say goodbye to uh, 2023 and join us again next week for uh, more of news from 2023 as we kick off 2024. Been a, wow, Ooh, it's who? been yeah, great year. Dude, yeah, and I, yeah, and I mean, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would. Uh, if we continue on this trajectory, I think 2024 is going to be an, another exciting, weird year. Oh, absolutely, dude. I'm very excited for 2024. Uh, it's just going to be, you know, we, we just keep meeting new people and catching up with old people, older people, being people we've known before. We make new friends, catch up with old friends. Um, there's some fantastic stories of different life experiences, and we just love it. And as always, um, we love you, Weirdsville, and uh, we want to hear your stories. 
Um, so get a hold of us. 2024, make it that New Year's resolution so that you will join us. You'll hang out with us and uh, share some stories and, you know, Oh, just have a fun time and be here be part of the podcast we'd love to hear from you um, even if you want to just write your stories in we still love getting write in stories uh, we love hearing just hearing comments hearing your thoughts uh, you can share them with us at uh, wywspod at gmail.com or you can go to our social medias uh, Facebook and Instagram what's your weird story and um, you can follow us on um, those places you can even contact us through x the uh formerly known as twitter um as long as it's you know who knows how long that's going to be is that branding rebranding failure uh in my opinion uh you know elon musk did not do it's kind of like you know almost like uh he bought something very expensive and just to drive it into a wall and, and scream at the top of his lungs while he's doing it. Um, and so that everybody has to hear, um, but I digress. We want to hear from you. However, get a hold of us, you know, um, electronically, uh, physically, uh, psychically, you can attempt to get a hold of us psychically. Probably, I'm not going to be probably being able to pick up your vibes. Um, Barry might be able to. I don't know. But, uh, hey, you know, you can try that first. uh, But you can also, you know, call us on the hotline uh, (laughs) and leave a message there. Um, Go and find all of our episodes on our website, whatsyourweirdstory.com. Um, you can listen to and download them there for free and we will, uh, we'll be, we'll be back next week in 2024 with more news stories from 2023 and, uh, kicking off another fantastic year in the weird. Happy new year, everyone. Happy new year and be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe. Be weird. Stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.